Uh, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is delicious. It is a way for you to stay healthy, low-cal, low-carb, high in protein, high in fiber, uh, and they taste great, made with real chocolate. They, they put the uh, taste first and the healthy part second. Um, they have um, mint brownie flavor, which is really good. Salted caramel cookies and cream. Uh, their coconut taste. I mean, they should do a taste test with it. I think it tastes just like a Mounds bar. Uh, built. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Save 15% off your first order. Use the promo code BEC15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. We begin our national radio program in, uh, well, 15 seconds. Stand by. President Trump is waiting to speak to you. set the scene this past weekend was the perfect example for everything wrong with joe biden the gross negligence of the past four years of media malfeasance everything that the left said would happen under donald trump just occurred over the last weekend let me just give you an update on where we are as a nation remember we were told oh everybody our allies just hate us so much because of donald trump and Biden would come in and restore our integrity and our role in the world. Meanwhile, Britain's not talking to us. France, our longest uh, uh, ally and one of our most trusted NATO allies, recalled their ambassador for the first time in American history over a botched arms deal with Australia. Oh, and NATO is about to collapse due to Biden ignoring the NATO heads of state they no longer trust us and are talking about a new European League instead of NATO. Biden was going to be compassionate. He would never put people in cages on the border. Well, he didn't have cages. We didn't even care enough to build a place for him. Now, I haven't seen AOC crying on the Texas border of the 15,000 people that are living under the Del Rio Bridge. The border is worse than any time in American history, a true humanitarian crisis, all because Biden reversed all of Trump's partnerships with Mexico and others. We were promised the economy would roar back to life. Well, we have 11 million unfilled jobs. We're printing money for welfare. The Dow dropped 600 points yesterday because we're worried about another financial collapse, this time in China who we are now fully in bed with. Biden would unite us. 57% of Democrats now think Trump supporters are the biggest threat to America, followed by 56% that think the biggest threat is anti-vaxxers. Wow, they've just made you doubly dangerous. The people who support President Trump, the guy who got the vaccine done in record time, and has had the vaccine himself and says other people should get it. 
He and his supporters are called anti-vaxxers by Joe. No miracles are coming, Biden. Meanwhile, Trump was the dictator. As Biden forces companies to bend to his will on vaccines, our president now, last week, told 100 million Americans, quote, my patience is running thin. Gas prices are higher than ever. We are no longer energy independent. And because of what Joe Biden did in his first couple of weeks, Russia this morning is now holding Europe hostage over oil and gas. Joe Biden was for the working man. Now we find out, yeah, as long as you're in a union and if you don't mind runaway food inflation, uh, and it's not so bad unless you eat meat. Our schools are now run by the teachers union, CRT, and you gotta mask your kids. Violent crime is through the roof. I'm not sure what our military stands for anymore. There's no accountability. And the great uniter and global healer was handed peace in the Middle East. The historic Abrahamic Accords now in shambles. They're back to appeasing Iran, putting Israel in danger, giving our weapons and planes to the Taliban. And to sum up in Afghanistan, Americans have been left behind. Do you miss him yet? President Donald Trump, right now. The Glenn Beck Program. President Trump, I started that list about 20 minutes ago, and I could have gone on. I cannot believe it's only been nine months, and this much damage has been done to our nation. Well, I'd like to copy that list. I think I'm going to get that, and I'm going to maybe just, you don't mind if I plagiarize like you <laughs> No, did. not You're at all. I wrote that. I, that, <laughs> that, is, that is astounding. That is astounding. Yeah, yeah there's plenty more. It's pretty incredible. Well, look, Europe is very, very unhappy with him, not for personality reasons, because I got along great. I actually got along great with Merkel. I got along great with Boris. I got along great with everybody, Macron or France. The the problem that I had is that NATO and Europe, they were ripping us off so badly on NATO. I mean, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. I got them to pay $430 billion. I said, look, you got to pay it. We're protecting you. They were delinquent. Most of them were not paying or they were paying very little, not what they were supposed to pay. They had a very strong regulation. They have to pay up to a certain point. They weren't even close to it other than eight countries, eight out of 28. So that was NATO was a ripoff from the standpoint of that. And they paid up when I came in. They asked me, they said, well, would you protect? I said, no, you got to pay. And once they said, you got to pay your bills, no other president has said it. And they were ripping us, but they got along with me, but they didn't like a lot of the things I did. Like, for instance, uh, the second thing about Europe, we can go to many other countries, many other places, but, but the second thing about Europe is they ripped us off on trade. We don't sell farm products there. We don't sell cars there. We don't sell anything. They have us so restricted. And I was breaking that up until we had the rigged election result. I mean, I was breaking it up and we were going to have, I mean, when COVID came in, obviously we had to have another thing and we came up with a vaccine in nine months, actually less, believe it or not. It was supposed to take four or five years and did a lot of good work therapeutically, Regeneron and a lot of other things, Mm -hmm. which people don't talk about, which is so important. If you ever get it, although you had it, didn't you? I did. I did have it. it. Yeah, I had I had a bad case of it, but I was taking uh, the minute I stopped taking hydroxychloroquine. I got it. Right. 
<laughs> I mean, oh, but that's right. Yeah. Well, that was another thing. I should have said you should never take hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> if I said that, they'd say you must have it. You know, right. you know the wall. So we had after two and a half years of lawsuits, which I ended up winning all of them, eleven of them at least. Uh, we started building the wall, and it was a month from being finished. It was great, and it's still great because it covers such vast sections. But just little openings. And, you know, unlike them, I wanted to get all our equipment back. OK, I took I wanted everything coming back from Mexico. They didn't they didn't mind leaving eighty five billion dollars worth of equipment in in uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. So so what happens? So what happens is Europe is ripping us off so badly on trade. So when I was, you know, there on numerous occasions, great relationships. But I said, you can't do that. You got to buy our cars. You got to buy, you know, things that we make also. So we had about, when I got there, we had $190 billion trade deficit, which nobody knows. And with China, we had $507 billion in a trade deficit. And I did a great job. And I made a trade deal with China, which put our farmers in great shape. They're doing well because of it. I mean, frankly. And I don't even talk about it because of COVID, though. I don't even mention it. You know, when I when I talk about a trade deal, it's a big deal. It's one of the biggest deals ever made. I also redid our deal with Canada, as you know, with mm-hmm. Canada and Mexico. That was NAFTA was probably the worst trade deal ever made. And now it's a great deal for the United States. Um, and it's, you know. What we did is amazing, and uh, uh, he's breaking so much of it up. It's terrible. I, uh, I, I we have such limited time with you. I, I, yeah. I, I want to cover a whole bunch of stuff. Um, the can you just tell me, <laughs> it, it were they following the withdrawal plan that you had in place with Afghanistan? No, not even a little bit. And we had a great plan, but it was a very tenuous plan. It was based on many conditions. For instance, you can't kill American soldiers. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with Abdul, you know, Abdul Ghani Karaka. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with him and very strongly. And he's the guy that's now the boss. And he was the boss then. And a lot of people weren't sure. And I had, you know, numerous conversations. But I said the first absolute first part of the first conversation that abdul hopefully we're going to get along but here's the story if you kill any americans or any american soldiers any we're going to hit you harder than any country has ever been hit before and we're starting in your village but we are going to hit you harder than any country has ever been hit before I hate to start off a conversation that way. It's not very friendly, but that's okay. I think you understand I you've do. been fighting for your entire life. So what happened, what happened, Glenn, is from that point, for 18 months, I believe it is approximately, not one American soldier was killed. We kept everything that we, and you have to understand, I did want to get out. But I wanted to get out with dignity and I wanted to take our equipment out and, you know, eighty five billion dollars. And I wanted to get I didn't want soldiers killed. I've spoken to numerous of the parents who will only speak to me. They won't speak to Biden because they view what he did as having killed their child. And what he did is just indefensible. He took the military out first. And he left all these people, and then we became beggars to get the people out. So I had a plan to get them out very quickly, 
But first, the Americans would go out. I say, go out. And you had a certain amount of time. If somebody wants to stay, we can't be responsible for them. But not too many people would have stayed. Go out. We were going to keep Bagram open. We were never going to close that because, frankly, Bagram is more about China than it is about Afghanistan. It's practically right on the border of China. It's perfect. And now we've lost that. And you know who's taking it over? China. I hear China is taking it over. We spent $10 billion to build that base. It's got the longest, most powerful runways in the world. And China is now got its representatives. It looks like they're going to take it over. Glenn, it's not even believable what's happened. The way we got out, you know, they have Apache helicopters. These are really expensive (laughs) weapons. And really, they have 28 of them. And they're brand new. They're the latest model. They have, you know, other obviously planes. I I even say this, and you're a man. The reason you're great is because you're such common sense. Okay, it's about most it's about 90 percent common sense. Let's face it. And why wouldn't they bring pilots in to fly out the planes or the helicopters? Uh, It would have taken an hour. Even if you land them in Pakistan, land them in any country. You got 10 countries you can land them in and get them out of there. So they didn't do that. Let me um, let me talk to you a little bit about Pakistan. Um, General uh, Hamid and. and the Prime Minister Imran uh, Khan it has been remarkable helping us get uh, Christians or, or, or right. on this case, they've been helping us on uh, uh, getting Americans out and, and people who are mm-hmm. targeted. They've been truly remarkable. Were the, weren't they part of your plan? Yes. I had a great relationship with Khan. You know, he was a great athlete. He was a great cricket player. He was like the Mickey Mantle of cricket. Okay, I don't know if you know that, but he was a great athlete. I know. I guess, you know, that's how he was famous yeah. in the country, and he became you know, prime minister. And he was a friend of mine, and he appreciated, you know, I wiped out ISIS 100% of the caliphate, which is yeah. much tougher than getting out of Afghanistan. Yeah. And we were getting out of Afghanistan. You know, I took it down from 20,000 down to 2,500 troops or less. And plus, we had some European troops that I insisted be there, because why should we be fighting all this stuff? I mean, another reason Europe wasn't in love with me, but they respected this country. You know, they respected us greatly. Now they don't. They're laughing at us like we're fools. And we are. The way he got out of Afghanistan was, in my opinion, and your opinion, too, I think it was the most embarrassing event in the history of our country. I, you know, it um, it tells me something about the American soul that it is still uh, wide awake and still open, because I think people saw that and saw that that was the most dishonorable thing we've ever done. It was dishonorable the way we treated our our allies for so long. It leaving people behind, leaving Americans behind it has never been done, never been done. And now. To have the the Pakistani general and the Pakistani prime minister helping Americans to get out and doing the things that our own federal government should be doing, it's shameful. It's shameful. Well, it's uh, an incredible thing, but maybe more incredible is if you watch the news, you see nothing about that catastrophe anymore. You see nothing about the 13 soldiers, the warriors. But... You know, they were brought in because we took everyone out and they they needed like an emergency. And they brought these young, generally young kids in and they weren't even there. They brought them in. They brought them in on an emergency basis. They got blown up. You know, who they never talk about the people, the our people and 
people on the other side, 260 people. But they don't talk about our soldiers whose legs were blown off that are right now sitting in a hospital, maybe listening to your show. Congratulations on your success, by the way. Thank you. You do great. Really great. But they're, they're sitting in a hospital with no legs, with no arm. They have been badly. Now, we lost 13, but we have numerous really badly injured, as you can imagine, soldiers in the hospital right now. Nobody even mentions that. But what's incredible is the news doesn't mention anything about this anymore. In fact, he's going to make a speech today. He's going to talk about he got out of Afghanistan. Now, if you get out of Afghanistan, a lot of people like that, and and mm-hmm. you know people have different views on it. But you know, you get out, but you leave with great dignity. You leave with your weapons. I always knew that government was a fake government. We will give you another fake. And Ghani was, you know, he was uh, seen leaving with loads of cash. He had to leave some of it on the runway because it didn't fit into his helicopter and his plane. So he left. Tremendous amounts of cash on the runway, which nobody talks about. And I would criticize him for years. I used to criticize him because I heard certain things and I believe they were true. And now he turned out to be true. And the soldiers, you know, they're great fighters, but they were fighting for a paycheck. They were among the highest paid soldiers, the Afghans, because we were paying six billion dollars to the soldiers to fight. So they weren't really fight. They were getting a paycheck. That's why it collapsed so fast. And I always said, as soon as we leave, within minutes, that thing is going to collapse or before. And I said, Ghani will be out right before us. Ghani had a lot of political power in the United States with the politicians. That's the only thing kept him in office. Mm. But so I knew that. So therefore, I want to take back the equipment because they're not going to use it because they're going to leave. And that's what happened. They left. We could have had. The soldiers saved, our people out, everything beautiful. And we could have been out in the same period of time. It's really, you know, you're not talking about a different period of time or much of a different. Maybe you take an extra couple of months, but you're talking about we would have been out. I would have started. In fact, I had a May 1st date, but they didn't meet the the conditions. So we knocked the hell out of it. We bombed them. They were never going anywhere near me. Never anywhere near me. And he understood. Remember, they would never, no country would ever have been hit so hard as what they, if they killed Americans. Right. And think of it. In Chicago, that a thousand people, they, 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 what's happening in Chicago is so bad with these Democrats and New York is having a tremendous problem with crime, the well, crime. Let me, let in me, Afghanistan, it, we didn't lose one soldier. Hang on just a second. Let me, let, me go to, let me go to crime and some things that are happening here. Let me take 10 seconds for station ID. Go ahead. Go ahead. Back with just a, a few more minutes with uh, President Trump. Uh, President Trump, I would love to have you on uh, when you when you have uh, a little more time. You are. Sure. There are so many things that are going on uh, that uh, need you know explanation and and need some common sense here. Um, can I ask you quickly? The book is out uh, today about General Milley. Uh, the, the failure from Lloyd Austin and general Milley is historic, but now we find out also that general Milley, uh, possibly was undermining you with China while you were, you were president. You said, and I thought it was very gracious of you to say, I don't believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. 
Do you believe it yet? So I learned early on that he was a dope. I learned that when we walked to the church that was smoldering from the rioters. You know, that's what they were, anarchists that tried to burn it down, that they tried to say were wonderful, just, you know, protesters, friendly protesters. As I'm walking, you see flame, you see smoke. I mean, literally the day, a day or two before they burned, they tried to burn down the church, which was built along with the White House. I mean, at the same time, very, very important institution, everything. And it's a church. So they didn't quite make it, but it was minutes from burning down. All right. And Millie walked with me and I walked with numerous people. But Millie, the next day I saw him apologizing from the day he apologized. They essentially had nothing to do with him because they said, this guy's a dope. All he had to do is say, uh, it's my great honor to walk with the president or the presidency. Talk about not me. Talk about the presidency. And there were other things. He made a statement to me, and I guarantee you that's what happened to Biden. He said to me, because I said, we're getting out of Afghanistan. We have to do it. Bah, bah, bah. I said, I want every nail. I want every screw. I want every bolt. I want every plane. I want every tank. But I want it down to the nail screws, bolts. I want the tents. You know, those big, beautiful tents that house the planes. I never saw tents as great as that. They're like hangers. I said, I want all of them deconstructed. I want them. I want every single thing. And he said, sir, it's cheaper to leave it than it is to bring it. I said, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question because I'm a construction guy. So I understand this stuff better than anybody. I said, let me ask you a question. You think if you have an airplane there and you're going to leave the airplane instead of putting a tank of gas in and the airplane might have cost 40 million, 50 million dollars. We got really good stuff or the Apache helicopters. I said, you mean some brand new, by the way, millions and millions of dollars. So. You think it's, it's it's cheaper to leave it th- where it is than have a, have 200 pilots fly over and fly all the equipment out? Do you think it's cheaper? Yes, sir. It's cheaper to leave it than it is. I said, I got to tell you, I think you, you got to be nuts. <laughs> I mean, give me a tank of gas and a pilot. And I got a tw- I got I just picked up 40 million dollars, a 40 million dollar airplane. All right. But he was strong. He just it was amazing. So I learned early that this guy's a dope. But what he did do is he hurt our country. And he hurt us on trade because I was making trade deals. He hurt our country. And he shouldn't have been allowed to do it. And bad things should happen to him. Mr. President, it is a privilege to have you on. Uh, You could stay for more. I know you have a busy schedule, uh, but we'd like to have you back on again. Thank you so much, President Donald Trump. Thank you very much, Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I got to about a third of my questions, maybe. Um, uh, But boy, it's good to hear him again. Uh, American Financing. American Financing uh, is, uh, is there for tough times. They're there for good times, too, like when you buy your first house. They're also there for tough times, and, uh, and I'm warning you of rough seas ahead. A storm is coming, and we're seeing it yesterday. The Dow fell 600 points yesterday, and it's important you understand why, and I'll explain that on tomorrow's uh, episode, um, and later on, probably today, 
on today's episode. American Financing can help you save a lot of money, whether it's refinancing your mortgage or doing a consolidation loan. American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. All right, you can subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I don't know about you, but if you were there for the uh, Trump interview a few minutes ago, don't you miss that guy? Oh. My gosh, I miss mm, that guy. I miss him like my dad. Yeah. I do. See, in some ways, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, Glenn, that was a big, beautiful interview. It uh, <laughs> really was. It really was. I miss his sense of humor. Oh, I miss him just saying his frankness. He's is a dope. so refreshing. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple of really so funny refreshing. moments. Yeah. In that interview too. really That's funny. Great. Yeah. I, I keep saying this. If you <laughs> if you took Donald Trump seriously with everything he always said, mm-hmm. you missed a really good time. You missed yeah. a really good time because yeah. I think. He, I don't think people understand his humor. I, I think he is, honestly, and I've watched him. I've watched him. I've seen him craft his, his not his speeches, but his performance when he's on stage. I've watched mm-hmm. him do it. It's all off the cuff. Yeah. He has some of the best comedic timing I've seen in anyone. And it's natural. It is. He's The so, guy is gifted. Yeah. It's great. Uh, oh. You got that and you got Mr. Dementia. I don't know. Which one do you want? I, you know, let me ask you something. Donald Trump is not the kind of guy that's like, uh, okay, give me a list of things that uh, are all about Glenn Beck. How that guy no. even knew I had COVID that is beyond me. Yeah. Because was. I don't think Joe Biden would know if Jill Biden had had COVID. No. He still thinks uh, Jill's his sister. He yeah. He doesn't know who she is. <laughs> Who's this woman in my house? Oh, my gosh. What a difference. <laughs> Jeez. And he's right about common sense. Listen to everything he said. It's all common sense. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? Well, the Afghanistan thing, yep. I think, pops off off the list on that one. And that, like, the common sense thing is to get your equipment out to make sure your people are safe before you withdraw, to set standards and make sure that the people in the country follow them or you change your plan right i mean you know you go back to the beginning of the trump presidency he ran on getting out of afghanistan right and at the beginning yeah, he, he was going to do it and he <clears throat> talked to his the people around him and he thought that the at that time the circumstances didn't allow him to do it at that time so he waited he had to deal with isis first we were told this, this crazy ideological guy was going to do all these things and it's like well wait a minute he actually re- mm-hmm. reacted to the situation on the ground and changed his plan to make sure that it worked better here's the situation now in with biden where he's done the exact opposite totally ignored the situation on the ground and it ended in catastrophe because of that yeah uh so i mean i you know you, you listen to him talk about afghanistan is there any doubt in your mind that this would have been completely different if he were president no, you know None. and as i i was looking into pakistan because i'm like are we on the right side of pakistan? uh and and prime minister khan uh, we found out that that was part that was a big part of his uh, of his plan, oh, okay, working uh, with them, working with Pakistan mm-hmm. and Prime Minister Khan, and and Prime Minister Khan is trying to change things. And yeah, they, I mean, they got a, they got problems in Pakistan, um, but they're also trying to solve some problems and trying to trying to hold on to uh, somewhat of the sanity. I can't shut this damn thing off. 
I think um, other people can hear it, but Glenn's got an R two D two sounder yeah. on his on his iPad, and he has no idea how to work it. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, you know, it's interesting to hear. I mean, it's, you know, one one thing that I think you have to take from an interview like that is whether you like Donald Trump or not. He is he's aware aware. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I hate to make it this basic. He's awake. He knows what he he at least knows the issues he's talking about. Yeah. You, you hear Joe Biden. He, I mean, the guy. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. Incoherent. And, it, and it's not only that. What he is saying is so full of garbage. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just it's woke nonsense and 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 just garbage it is truly just garbage i you know i'm mm-hmm. i'm a capitalist but it's time we change this system to work for everybody what wait a minute what so what's the most important thing you took from that interview uh well, the most important thing that i took from it is god i miss that guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh holy cow do i miss him um <laughs> You don't, I don't, you don't I don't, like the relative calm that we have now with Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that yeah, was the anybody, pitch. Anybody who right. thinks that we're, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to get back to normal. Yeah. No, no, we didn't. We that didn't. was entirely the pitch for Joe our, Biden as president. I mean, though, right? Allies will respect us again I mean, and our enemies will fear us. Really, it's just the, I think it's the opposite. I think everybody just. I, I think, honestly, the <clears throat> biggest thing came from, uh, I mean, I, I think the news story is. You know, it's cheaper to leave it behind. That story he just told mm. about Millie. Um, mm. But I think in in my prep for this, just going over what's happened in nine months, in nine months. I don't know if you heard this at the very beginning. France, one of our longest and most trusted NATO allies, recalled their ambassador over a botched arms deal with Australia. NATO is about to collapse due to Biden ignoring the NATO heads of state with Afghanistan. Um I haven't seen anybody crying uh, at the Texas border over the 15,000 under a Del Rio bridge. The border is worse than any time in American history, a humanitarian crisis, because Biden reversed all of Trump's partnership. They said the economy would roar back to life. 11 million unfilled jobs were printing money for, for welfare. The, drop, the Dow dropped 600 points yesterday. Uh, we're in bed with China. Uh, The people who support President Trump, the guy who got the vaccine done in record time and has had the vaccine and recommends the vaccine. He and everybody else are called anti-vaxxers by Joe. No miracles are coming. Biden. Mm. They said that Trump was a dictator. Biden forces companies to bend to his will on the vaccines. Uh, Biden last week told 100 million Americans his patience is running thin. Gas prices are higher than ever. We're no longer energy independent because of what Joe Biden did in his first couple of weeks. And because of that, Russia is holding Europe hostage now over oil and gas. That was announced this morning. Joe Biden's supposed to be for the working man. Yeah, as long as you're in a union. Our schools are now run by unions, uh, the teachers union. There's runaway food inflation, CRT, masking of kids, violent crime is through the roof. I don't know what our military stands for. There is no accountability. And we just set the Middle East on fire. That's in nine months. Really bad. And how do you deny any of that? That's it's all it's all fact. That's not opinion. It's really You it's only amazing. deny these things. Can I get the um <clears throat> can I get the sound please from uh Saki yesterday? Uh 
here, uh, cut three. Listen to listen to this. This is the only way you can uh, answer some of these things. Listen to the way she's answering on. Hang hang on. How come the people who are coming over from Afghanistan don't need a vaccine? Right. But American citizens do. But American citizens do. And the people on the border don't. Yeah. Here, here she is. Is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test? Well, first of all, I can re, re, I can readdress for you or re talk you through what steps the, we that take. That is the policy for people who fly into the country. So if somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals, as individuals come across the border, uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think. Of course, they are. What do they come? They come over the river with their family and their and belongings because they're going to go to a movie. Yeah, are they on vacation? They walk a thousand miles. (laughs) <laughs> to go to a cineplex here right. uh, in Del no, Rio. No, there is. We don't have. Asinine. We don't have Taco Bell down in Mexico. You haven't had Mexican <laughs> food till you've had Taco Bell. What the hell are they doing? I believe that's true, but I don't think they think that. <laughs> what uh, what are they doing here? They're not intending. All these people coming across the border, they're not intending on staying here long. What? Just what? the rest of their lives. What does that even mean? And I, you know, I've got news for you. If if, if we're not talking about asymptomatic passing of covid we have a totally different society so we're checking mm-hmm. them for symptoms right well that's great and everything and I but doubt like they're even doing that yeah first they're of all doing yeah. that there's you know no way they're not doing that right there's they're obviously no not, way they're not doing that and like the 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 amount of time you're contagious for covid is what four days so yeah. the idea the, the the issue with them <laughs> staying here for a long time are planning a long visit which we all know they are obviously mm-hmm. they're coming over here to move here to live here but like the, the idea that it matters that they're only staying for a few days that could be their entire contagious uh arc of right. the of the virus well a lot of them have been in chile and uh Colombia, brazil and colombia Venezuela. for 10 years in yeah. some cases sold everything they have they had homes they had cars they had jobs they quit their jobs they sold their home they sold their cars and they moved up here and do you know why a brief two-day visit yeah. what are they doing and, and do you know why they did that because they were convinced, convinced by this administration that yeah. Biden would mm-hmm. never send them home. Right. And, and now That's they did. Right. And in a way, they didn't send them home. No, they, they sent didn't. them to Haiti. And they were what like, I haven't been what? here in 10 years. Right. They don't even speak yeah. the language, some of them. Uh, so it is a complete so catastrophe. Bad. It is. Oh, it's everywhere. another just catastrophe. You send, you send 15,000 people to Haiti. What, what are they going to do? What is Haiti going to do to support these people who oh. now don't have jobs? Nothing. They would be better off under a bridge on In the Del Rio, Texas. They really, would. they really would be better off under a bridge, which is sad. Yeah, uh, that's how bad it is. it is there. So you're sending these people back into a, a disaster zone in which they will not allow the prime minister to leave the country because they think he might have been involved in killing the old prime minister. That uh-huh. country, that functional nation that you're going to send 15,000 people back to. Now, there people are, are landing and saying, like, wait a minute, we didn't know we were going back to Haiti. Yeah, they were promised they were going to Florida. 
They said that they were some going to be. Were. But yeah, some of them were promised. Hey, we got your tickets to Disneyland. We'll send your whole family there. Get and on the, this plane. Get on this the, plane. And the doors open up and they're in Haiti. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Oh, like, look what we're doing. We're doing this to people all over the we world. We are right now. doing everything yeah. the left accuses America of doing. Mm. Being be just being monsters. We are being monsters because that's who they are. Yeah. They believe that that's what America is. And so now they're just executing what America does. Well, and anytime, anytime they're in power, that is what America is. It is. Because that's is. who they are and what they do. Who was it that put uh, put the uh, Native Americans on the Trail of Tears? Democrats. Democrats. Who was it that uh, brought uh, uh, the the Jim Crow's, Crow laws? Democrats. Democrats. Who was it that put people uh, behind bars or put them in concentration camps uh, if you were Japanese? The Democrats. Yeah. Who Every were time. against the civil rights movement? Democrats. The Democrats. What the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with people? They have not changed their ways. They are the same people. Uh, if you remember, oh, there was a big change in the 1960s. All of the Klan members, they went over to the other side. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Not one changed their affiliation. Not one do we need to point out that Robert Byrd was mm. was beloved by the Clintons and everybody else? He was the grand wizard of the KKK. Do we need to point out who did his eulogy? Yeah. Joe Barack, Biden. Joe Biden, uh, Barack Obama yeah. spoke, Bill Clinton, and every mm-hmm. one of them apologized for him. Yeah. Essentially. They're yeah. like, uh, yeah, he, he might have been a racist at one point, He, but he's a good guy. Yeah. And they said, oh, uh, I mean, Joe okay. Biden talked about the inspiration of his younger life. Yeah. And what what an amazing what an amazing thing Jeez. it was. I mean, you know, and he went on for years and years and years and years after he left the KKK, still saying all sorts of racist things. And you know who's not been a racist? Donald Trump. Right. Donald Trump mm-hmm. has done more for black America. Oh. Yeah. Then I think any president possibly since Lincoln. I mean, look at what he did far as just mm-hmm. creating atmosphere where you can get jobs. Look what he did just in New York. Yeah. This this guy has been um, it was amazing. And now what? Now what? Back to the plantation and welfare checks. It's an abomination. All right. Back in just a second. Well, thank uh, Donald Trump for coming on and uh, hope to have him on uh, again. It was nice to hear him. Raycon, sometimes you just got to get away from it all for just a little while. Unplug from social media, unplug from work, unplug from the kids screaming at you, your wife asking you unnecessary questions like, did you take out the trash? I mean, can I just take a breather from the roller coaster of life? That's when you want really good earbuds. Raycon. You've set a chill moment and just a chill soundtrack. Now, that might be music. That might be, I don't know, this program. If this program relaxes you, God bless you. Raycons have 32-hour battery life. You can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, you can get 15% off your Raycon order by buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buy, B-U-I, raycon.com slash Beck. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, 
tomorrow on my Wednesday night special, it is um, a very important one. If you uh, are following the economy, if you are somebody who uh, just feels in their gut, something isn't right, you would be correct with that. Uh, in fact, that's what um, the... That's what the markets did yesterday. They realized mm, something's not quite right. They went down about 600 points yesterday. Uh, and that is because of a collapse in China. There was a, a Lehman Brothers collapse in China. Their ghost city, you know, joke uh, is over. And they've, they've figured out that, gee, uh, Investments in things like entire cities where nobody goes in and pays any rent is not the best investment. Uh, how that is going to affect us and uh, our stock market and, and our economy, I don't know. But if China goes into a tailspin, it's kind of like us going into a tailspin. It will affect everybody. But this is fine with many on the left. This is just going to help complete the great reset and you need to understand all of the points on the economy and how fundamentally this country has already changed uh you will understand the new normal and what is coming and it's vital that you do tomorrow on blaze tv 9 p.m join us blaze tv.com slash glenn